from A to O. Not Dada, but Gago. Ariane B call David S in ga go the the exhibition is called Gago and it's the Gago podcast with David S and Carrie and B. So it's Gago from A to O, not Dada, but Gago. It's an exhibition with vibrations from the North, nature in the interior, from surrealism through expressionism, the fullest in all of us, a meeting with your fellow human, a gesture, a gift on the road from A to O. So we discuss life, the lines and the colors in meeting the words, choices and crossroads. Who are we going with and what did you give? So uh, today we're going to talk about printmaking. And I know that, David, you did printmaking uh, since quite a time. Um, so who are you going with and what did you give? Uh, concerning printmaking in from A to O not Dada but Gago Welcome David I'm uh, happy to have you here the first work that we've got here is I think the one made in 216 alone by the sea so I think you can uh, describe this image and then mm -hmm. you can tell us who did you go with and uh, what brought you to this image and well what's the story about this okay alone well first of all the yeah, this this print is uh, an aqua tint etching, and it's the largest etching I've ever made, and it's also the most complex because if you look at this work, it almost looks like a painting because it has so many colors and so many nuances, and I believe that we used four or five plates with two colors on each plate. So it was a very complex work. Um, in other words, you have to run five plates through the press on one sheet of paper to produce one print. <laughs> and uh, then, for instance, the blue on the blue plate, we did two runs. So one was the dark blue, and then we did another run with the light blue from the same plate. So it, it almost looks like a painting as far as uh, the motif, um, this is a motif that I've done many times in a series, and I still continue to work on this today uh, in drawings and different versions of it. It's a lone figure sitting by the sea. 
And uh, I love the idea of the lone figure sitting contemplating life. Um, we've all been there where we're going through something difficult. It could be an illness. It could be a loved one who is struggling. It could be a relationship uh, that's uh, having problems or whatever it may be. Um, in my case, um, a lot of times it's uh, my struggle with depression where I go into nature to find solace. Um, sitting by the sea, it's comforting. You listen to the waves, um, but it's you versus nature kind of thing. Um, and so it's got that contemplative um, image. Now in this uh, print, there is a woman sitting by the sea. It's not a man. So I'm not portraying myself per se, even though the feeling is my own. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, my wife was going through breast cancer and mm -hmm. she was diagnosed in 2015. And I made this in 2016. Mm -hmm. So a lot of her struggle and my own struggle with that diagnosis uh, mm -hmm. went into this work. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my mother also died from breast cancer when I was 13. So having my wife get the same diagnosis mm -hmm. was very traumatic for me. Um, but I know my mother loved the sea. She would often go down to the sea to think about life. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife would do the same and I do the same. So mm -hmm. that work has a lot of feelings into it mm -hmm. that I think many people can relate to. Right. But I always find uh, strength and solace in being in nature. Uh, right. It helps me and it helps many other people too, I'm sure. Uh -huh. Then I just uh, want to tell you about a, a parallel print of one of my works, which I feel is really uh, important for this um, even title of our exhibition. It's called Gago, which means gave and go or walk um, mm. and I made um, illustration of one of Tristan Tsaras the Dadaist from Romania he made a he made a poem called uh, way or voix in French or in, yeah in French and um, I want to read this to you because um, I think it's significant for for this it's called way in or I tried uh, made the traduction uh, from French, so uh, it's uh, it's not an official traduction, but uh, it's called Way. What is that path that separates us across across which I hold, hold my hand of my thoughts? A flower is written on the tip of each finger, and the destination is a flower who walks with you. So mm. it's life. I mean, we always meet people on the way. And um, yeah, I'm, I met you, David, like uh, one of all the others in one's life. But uh, I met you in Moss in Norway, which is my country of origin. And uh, I thought immediately that it was important to bring your work as an artist, which really spoke to me and to bring it further also on, on a way which is 
for me, I live in France, I live in Paris, and it's a huge kind of window for arts of Europe and further to the world. Many artists come here. And um, for me, it, it was really significant to, to bring you on this path and to, to show your work also uh, to the French public or the Norwegian or the Swedish or the Scandinavian public here in, here in France. Actually, we're only like two hours uh, now quarter from Oslo by plane, uh, which is not very far away, actually. You know, mm. uh, when I used to live in Asia, I lived two years in Japan and the distances in, in Asia is really huge. You know, you need to take like five hours to get from Bangkok to, to Tokyo, for example. So two hours by plane uh, from Paris to Oslo, it's not much, right? Um, no. So, so the sea is all over. I mean, uh, your your image here, alone by the sea. I mean, the sea, um, the sea is all over on the whole planet, and um, it it connects us uh, with everything. So, yeah, I look forward uh, for you to come. From A to O. Not Dada, but Gago. And the next, um, the next work I wanted you to talk about is from the High Point. It's a work from 2019, and it's also written in, or made in the same printing studio. You're going to tell me about your printing studio afterwards, but first I want you to to look at this one, which is from the high point, and we can see a lake maybe, or it's water, it's not the sea, or maybe it is, I don't know, it's uh, the sky blue and there's a mountain or some land there separating the, the lake or the water from the sky, and we can see uh, some trees there. We can see four trees and they've all got some kind of personality like humans stretching their arms uh, to the sky. Um, and it's really powerful. Uh, do you have something to tell us about this from the High Point 2019? Yes. Um, all my work uh, is expressive in, in the sense that I always produce art from my own emotions and my own experiences. It's, it's, a, it's a thought that I got from Edvard Munch, who said that every person should uh, write or create um, art based on their own life story. Mm -hmm. And I've always found that very powerful when artists do that. They don't just do something that looks visually nice on a wall. It's when we take our own experience, like I talked about in my previous print, and you, you create from that vantage point that you create something deeply personal, but something that other people can relate to as well, because it's based on human emotions, which we all share, um, love, loss, jealousy, passion, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. we all have those things. Uh, speaking about this work, work uh, specifically, this was um, created after I was an artist in resident in the Highlands in Scotland. Mm -hmm. 
and I worked in a place called Inverview. <laughs> so then Scottish way, the Inverview. Um, it's uh, way up in the Highlands, uh, Northwest Highlands. It's a botanical garden with a gallery and they had a residency there. And I spent six weeks in the garden working. Now, a part of the garden had a place called the High Point where you go up and you see over the sea loch. Mm -hmm. A sea loch is a place where the sea connects with a sort of bay. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what you see there in the background. Uh, I would walk around the garden looking for inspiration and I would live there all alone. I had no Wi-Fi, no internet. Oh. Uh, after six o'clock when the garden closed, I was completely alone in the wow. entire garden. Mm -hmm. And um, I would create something and then uh, put it up on the wall in the gallery the next day. So it was an yeah. evolving exhibit based on that expressionistic thought that I just talked about. Mm -hmm. Now, at, in, at the high point, there were some trees. Um, I could show you a photo of that, uh, that where I, I started I, seeing uh, tree shape. I mean, people or figures in the trees, silhouettes at night. Mm -hmm. It was a theme that I have done before, mm -hmm. but it became very clear to me uh, standing there. So mm -hmm. that explains what it is. Okay. Uh, I, I imagine people in the trees the, but the tree the figures themselves have a lot of symbolic uh, mm. worth um, there is a man in the center and he hangs almost like on a cross mm -hmm. his, his head is down and his arms are up mm. and um, uh, I think that's a very universal theme that many yeah. artists have discovered where they uh, replace themselves as sort of a a martyr or a Christ on a cross of uh, mm. bleeding for your art, uh, you mm. know. Um, so, uh, but it could also have religious value. But for me, it was symbolic of, mm. of struggle. Um, mm. And then you have uh, women on each side. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now that can be very personal, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, for me, women are, they're a great source of my artistic inspiration and passion. And I love, I love um, love that aspect of art. Uh, mm -hmm. I think most artists have been inspired by the female mm -hmm. figure versus the male figure, and it always mm -hmm. creates an interesting tension. Yeah. So that that is just what it is. As far as the colors of the print, as far as the colors of the print, um, the, I make two versions of this. Um, mm -hmm. One is in more blue and orange, and the other version has more red and green. And oh. so that's that's just based on the complementary colors that mm -hmm. Fovis or expressionists always work on, mm -hmm. where you have um, purple, uh, yellow, red and green or orange and blue uh, yeah. all, often represented in the works. Mm -hmm. And so the version that you're showing me is mm -hmm. the orange and blue version. Yeah, I think uh, it's the one who's is waiting to get on the walls in the Norwegian club in Paris so mm. yeah I, I choose that one it's it's waiting for you David we hope that you mm. will be able to join us soon and the exhibition will open in September Ga go from A to O
from A to O. Not Dada, but Gago. So we really hope that some of you that will be able to join us to have a look at the real works and yeah, to be able to gather, I mean, to see each other in the same room, that would be amazing after this long period of pandemics. And, and I just wanna throw in there, I'm very grateful. You know, you had a lovely introduction there saying that you wanted to present me to the audience in Paris. And of course it's every artist's dream to exhibit mm -hmm. there and visit there. And I've never, really explored Paris. I've just been there sort of as a tourist for a weekend or something. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to um, getting to know people there uh, on a more personal level and, mm -hmm. and showing my art there. It's, uh, I'm very grateful to you for that. Oh, good. It's going to be lovely to have you here, David. Yeah, looking forward. Mm -hmm. But uh, going back to the um, image here from the high point, this work, and what you said about the person or the trees, and exactly mm -hmm. what I also love, uh, and I can show you again a parallel of my own work and also then print works, because today we speak about print works. And I can show you one uh, work here. It's called Blah, Blah, Blah. And uh, the idea is that you can see some kind of a round uh, cloudish uh, element with, a, we can say, um, a Y uh, form kind of. And, um, mm -hmm. and there's some um, leaves. leaves. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea actually, which comes through my work again and again, is this uh, never ending cloud and transformation. And you can see things, different things in an object and everything is transforming. And you said that you saw kind of a tree. I mean, in the reality mm -hmm. in front of you, there's a tree, but actually uh, in your image, it could look look like a man or a woman or a person and uh, this is also something that really follows my work is that um, you can see a cloud but the cloud is always gonna change and it's always gonna transform and this is life for me and um, it, it started with somebody um, uh, looked at one of my uh, collages I had made a big study about the um, Nobel Peace Prize because as I'm Norwegian and you are Swedish and you live in Norway we know that okay it's people um, when you meet people in 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 another country they could say okay so you're from this country oh yeah you've got the Nobel Peace Prize though so I just wanted to dive into it well that's a long story uh, might be able to show you a, a, an example in this exhibition to come because it really fits the 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 club itself as we've got uh, the writing table the the uh, office of nobel is is in this club where we're going to have the exhibition so it's quite significant well anyhow when they looked at this work uh, which for me was a big cloud because it was due to uh, the explosions of uh, alfred nobel the swede and it was norway sweden together at that time um, and uh, the liberty of energy. 
so energy and transformations and when people looked at this they said to me oh look Karen you you made a tree or oh look it looks like a big brain or it looks mm. like um, you know uh, everybody said something different and it was for me okay so people looking at art, they look at an artwork and of course they've got different lives and different paths <laughs> and we mm -hmm. all kind of see different things, but also then related to what we met on our proper path, kind of. So for me, this is kind of what art's about. I mean, mm -hmm. we do make something on a surface, like it's paper or if it's the canvas or whatever, and uh, we fix it on the surface and it, it's a kind of reflection of what we kind of met on our way or our path, but people, the audience, they can see their reflections, their own history and way. So um, it's always transformations. And, and this is what I also can see in your work is that, okay, we see a landscape, we see trees, but actually it's humans. So, things can transform kind of yeah I, I have a great story about what you're talking about I, I I agree with you that's the power of art is that we all interpret it based on our own experiences now there are a lot of things in here for instance symbolism is is a very powerful thing but we all interpret that different too but if you take a symbol like a cross People will always um, have a very clear idea of what that is. Mm -hmm. um, but you can have other kinds of symbols like a tree or a figure. And, you know, we may uh, interpret that very different based on our own experience. So mm -hmm. I had to show, uh, talk about my point. Um, I think it was in 2005, I exhibited in a place in Sweden on the Norwegian border. And I had this huge painting of a man with a woman behind him uh, holding his arms around him. Mm -hmm. And um, a man came up to me and he said, I know exactly what that image means. I know exactly what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's interesting. Tell me. And he said, you want to go out and explore the world, but your woman is holding you back. Oh. And I, I and I thought I I thought that was really hilarious, but I didn't say anything. Mm. Um, I mean, in my mind, I had painted a, a man that was very uh, distraught and struggled, and he got comfort from a woman behind him, sort of mm. holding him in place. Mm. But I never told him my version, and I never said that his was wrong. Mm. And that's that's what I think is is great with art. Uh, you know, we all have our right to interpret it our way, and I. You know, there are times where I want to be very specific. That I want to say something, and I'll, then I'll usually put it in the title, mm. you know, to sort of end the discussion. But mm. more than often, I, I love to make the title so that it leaves room for interpretation. Mm. And, and I always love to hear what other people think and mm. feel when they see something. Mm -hmm. the, the, the print, Alone by the Sea, yeah. I've had people cry when they see that oh. um, several times during exhibits. Uh, they can always relate to that mm. feeling of sitting alone by the seashore. Yeah. But I, ne I never tell them what I told you. No. You know, you asked me a question, what yeah. it meant. Mm. But I, I, I love that I can give someone else sort of compassion mm. 
exactly. or, or, or healing or some kind of feeling that they needed to, or that they think is beautiful or whatever it is that they're feeling mm -hmm. that that's a, that's a fantastic blessing for a person to be able to to do that mm -hmm. so uh that's the thing i love about art and yeah you know at, a, at an exhibit you know 40 people can walk right by a work and never even notice yeah. it and then yeah. one person stops exactly. and just gets consumed by it and that's that's fantastic yeah the power of art mm -hmm. yeah that's lovely <laughs> the go from a to o you you go to uh, spain is it to make uh, to make uh, prints is it so or do you also work with prints in in your studio in in norway um i always work at the same print studio uh -huh. uh, I rented for a week and yeah. I work with the same people mm -hmm. and I work with a master printer named Ignasi Aguirre Ruiz. Aguirre yeah. Ruiz. Um, uh -huh. He's a master printer. Uh, he's worked with artists like Miro, Dali and even Picasso when he was young. So he's oh. truly a master of his craft. Mm -hmm. So I'm not an educated uh, printmaker you know when you work with uh, acids and uh, what materials and you know different techniques mm -hmm. uh, I, I could never do that all alone I can uh -huh. do basic printmaking alone for instance uh, lino cuts or wood cuts or things like that I can do mm -hmm. by myself but even if I do a lino cut I like to print it in the studio with uh, my printmaker and we always explore different color versions we're, we're a team when we do this he say i'm not the artist you make the decisions you you tell me what to do you're the artist but i sometimes will ask him let's let's uh, try this in red or let's try to get this effect how can we do that and then they'll say we do this and this and this, this and then we print mm -hmm. so it's it's a fantastic place to be uh, yeah. and i love being in barcelona to uh -huh. to feel the energy of the city and to be there Truth to be told, when I work in the studio, I get there at nine in the morning and I'm there till 8 p.m. And I just yeah. work. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just in, intense work. Mm -hmm. And when I'm done with that, I don't have the energy to, you know, walk around, do all the tourist things and stuff. Mm, I, I, I go to the same I go to yeah. the same corner, have some calamari and a beer. And then I go back and I, I love, I love that routine. It's, yeah. it's, it's a fantastic thing that I've really missed now with the Corona yeah. situation. Cause I haven't been there now since 2019. Okay. So 19 was I, the last one. Yeah. That's, we haven't been able to travel or do anything, yeah. but what I have done sometimes is I'll, I'll um, do an intaglio plate. You know, I have plates with me that I take back to my studio in Norway. Mm -hmm. And then I can send the plates to oh, Ignacy and say, print. So did you send him something since 2019? No, I haven't. No. But I've done that. I've done that in the past. I've done okay. several lino cuts, for instance, that he mm -hmm. that I've carved in my studio, sent right. to him. And then he's he's uh, made test prints, sent me photos of them. And then we decide on oh, an great. edition. So you can do it. So on that's lovely. But. But aqua tints and uh, some of these complicated multicolored yeah. prints, I yeah. always need to be on site. Yeah. And, you know, we might do five test prints just to find of the course. right red color or, you know, you need to be there and yeah. be part of the process. So, of course. Um, but, uh, 
you know, it's it's how many artists work. It's a collaboration with yeah. a printmaker. I, I know artists who are educated as printmakers and do everything themselves from beginning to end. And I admire that greatly, but I'm mostly a painter. You know, yeah, I do yeah. oil paintings and things like that. So mm. printmaking though, I must say it has um, widened my views of how to create art. For instance, my oh, latest drawings that I'll exhibit uh-huh the, the the way that i do that is developed the way that i draw is developed from carving a plate oh, that's i draw really, the way really that i carve yeah and i and i use black paper instead of okay. a white paper mm -hmm. and when i do that i use negative space the same way that i would when i do a print yeah. so printmaking has helped me evolve a lot as an artist right. and to learn new things and so see things from a different way and mm -hmm. to simplify and things like yeah. that yeah so it's interesting it's, it's... what you say because i had the same feeling actually uh, especially mm -hmm. when i discovered the mezzo tinto which mm -hmm. is the when you kind of um, you you do all the plate uh, kind of black or in french it's called manière noire so the black way kind of uh, mm -hmm. so you do all black and then you carve and actually you 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 find the light in the mm -hmm. in the black so it's a complete um uh, opposite uh, way i mean if you've got the pen and you draw on the mm -hmm. paper then you mm -hmm. you put the kind of gray or the black on the paper but this is mm -hmm. the opposite and it's really interesting and and because of this i also wanted to do the same stuff in in textiles so when i was in japan i i discovered the uh, a uh, Japanese technique and uh, so I did the same principle in in tex textile I, I did mm -hmm. the aizume which is the the blue uh, Japanese blue and and I used something to re, re, uh, refine the white kind of in the textile so it's the same and I really love the idea of of finding back the light kind of and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. as you said, it's like uh, when you learned how to do the carvings mm -hmm. and you can even bring it further. And yes, I could see that in your works, in your drawings. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. So, so in my drawings that I do on black paper, everything that's black is the paper. And then I sort of fill in the color around the shapes. And I do that intuitively. I never sketch. I never do anything. Mm -hmm. And I actually do a lot of my uh, intaglio etchings freehand mm -hmm. straight onto the plate. And it's, yeah. it's I mean, there's, there's no eraser on that thing. I mean, exactly. you got to be very focused and uh, I use the same focus when I do these drawings and yeah. it also makes it intuitive I never know exactly what's going to happen what's going to yeah. evolve that's that's I mean that's great I think that's that's kind of a liberty we've got uh, not to know and and just discover by doing also and I even say if I do something wrong on the plate or if I do something wrong in the painting or whatever it, I mean it, what matters I mean you transform mm -hmm. everything anyhow and you can always if, yeah. you, if you put your pen down and do a scratch that you shouldn't do well it will probably be 
a good thing for a transformation for something you didn't plan and and that's really when you discovered the limits and where you can go above the limits and yeah mm -hmm. it's a great discovery but i i have to say uh, i'm i'm so used to working intuitively that when i had to do the multicolored prints like from the high point the one mm -hmm. you see you had to use several plates for all the different colors and i had to transfer all the lines over to the plates you know uh -huh. so you have to work methodically yeah. and to trace everything over and over and over again yeah. and i really struggled in that process because oh, you know what yeah. happens if the line is not exact okay. it's going to show on the plate it's going to mm -hmm. you know they're going to print on, on top of each other so i've had to learn how to be structured with okay. printmaking mm -hmm. and it, it, it's been a challenge for me but it's also been good for me to actually you know you can't just improvise four plates <laughs> you no, know you have no. to make them align mm. and it has it's very precise work yeah. so uh it's been it's been a very interesting process for me to force myself to be more structured wow interesting yeah thank you david mm -hmm. i think we kind of uh had um oh good overview of the prints we're gonna see uh i noted four print works uh, that we're gonna see on the wall in paris in the norwegian club gago exhibition uh and i've also got uh yeah four five six maybe we'll see mm -hmm. but um i also gonna show um lithography uh drawings on stones and and then i'm gonna make yeah it and i have one to say yeah. i just want to add i always I've only done etchings. So okay. that's on copper plates, you know, mm -hmm. with acid. So I look forward to exploring lithography sometime. Uh -huh, Exciting great. that you have some lithographs. That's yeah. great. I'm going to bring you to a studio here, uh, which is really a national treasure. It's called Le Cadratin. And it's mm. uh, printing men, uh, em employees. Uh, they used to print. Uh, papers like Le Monde or uh, Le Canard Enchaîné, which is really famous uh, newspapers here in France, and they mm -hmm. saw when uh, when new times kind of came and electronics took uh, over, and they saw that the old um, machines were going going to be thrown away. They understood that uh, we have to preserve this and and uh, find some room to just to. to take care of this and they made an association and today it's kind of a living museum so that we've got machines there that you're going to see and and you could even use if you need it and yeah they've got a lithography uh, press also so exciting yeah and in in uh, japan of course i discovered the <clears throat> tree carvings silogravure, uh, mm. and uh, i'm going to show you um an image uh, of uh, I've got a, a boat with two kids and uh, there's uh, one person she's um, or yeah it's a, it's a girl <laughs> because actually it's uh, an image I saw of my own kids they were um, 
playing around in a boat on the on a bay in in Norway um, and uh, I found this image such a lovely image and an image on um, kind of uh, humanity uh, we're all in a boat and we're all kind of rowing around and and the the second person you can see in the image is uh, it's uh, um, a man and he's uh, kind of fishing or he's got a rope it's red and he's well you don't know if he he tries to bring it up or if he tries to throw it out and you don't know what's on the end of this rope so so yeah and you can see the clouds around you can see the reflections in the the water so this is one carved wood plate and actually it's a monoprint and i only uh, put some um, inks on the same plates different colors it's it's a dark blue light blue some yellow and red and um it's one version of this one and the second one will not be the same because it's it's a monoprint so but I, i've got several but they're not the same so uh the japanese would use several plates as you do in your um etchings right um, but I found it interesting to try to see what could I get out of kind of one only plate um, mm -hmm. so yeah different printing techniques and different works that you will see um, on the walls in the Norwegian club uh, in Paris in September 2021. We're really looking forward to this one because we were uh, supposed to be there in 2020 in April. And it's uh, one more, more than one year after. And um, yeah, so see you there. Welcome. See you there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So Great. thank you. Thank Merci. you, David. Take care mm -hmm. and see you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Carrie-Anne B. called David S. in Go. Ga Go. From A to O. From A to O. Not Dada, but Gago. From A to O. Not Dada, but Gago. Mm -hmm. 